Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Dummies, a weekly podcast following four friends as they battle across a homebrewed world called Interiath in Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. Step into our mystical world called Antiriath and follow our party of three dummies as they adventure across the lands. Talit Grug, half-orc, half-mystery, the fighter, played by Taylor. Body Knot Greenleaf, the halfling rogue with a penchant for taking things that don't belong to him, played by Josh, and the ever-mysterious Eclarian Shadow, half-elf ranger from the Eclarian Mountains, played by Seth. And last but not least, the creator of our beautiful world, the man of many voices, and our dungeon master, Sam. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today is a very, very special episode. We are introducing a new cast member of our show, a new player character. Allow us to introduce Joey. Joey will be a permanent part of the show going forward. We are super excited to have him. Also wanted to give an update on Josh. Body Knock is still with us in the story. He is just currently missing. It appears that he went on to pick up another job. But just to be clear, Josh is still a part of the show. Um, Body Knock's story is not done. And he will be back as soon as it makes sense in the story. Let's get into it. We're going to get a recap by Seth. And then we'll get the show started. Kind of just thinking about just rolling with it and just having a brand new voice just pop in when his character gets in. Okay, okay, I'm good with that. I think I that's kind of fun. Is he not allowed to talk right now? Yeah, don't <laughs> fucking talk, Joey. <laughs> okay, so y'all y'all want to get y'all want to play some D and D and Dungeons? Yeah. yeah. Was it time for a recap? It's yeah, time for a re- recap. Recap. Okay, in our previous session, we tackled the ever-present issue that is the lycanthropy contracted by Talek. So, after Talek and Shadow were unable to identify what had happened to Body Knock and the caves with the creepy spider critters, uh, they retreated out of the mushroom dungeon back out to the cave exit where they discovered a strange note on the cart and Jeffrey was gone. Um, basically they deciphered that body knock had gone his own way to score a big prize of some kind, but (laughs) we're not really sure why he did that or where he went to. And he's got basically all of your gold. He has at least (laughs) 85% of shadows gold. (laughs) Yeah. His purse. You've just been giving it to him willy nilly. Yeah. So at that point, we get back out and, uh, you know, Talek, Talek starts changing. Shadow and Talek know enough about what's going to happen with the moon. And so Shadow starts preparing, get out of the cave, find a little canyon, swampy canyon area, try to get Talek tied down, throw a bunch of creatures out of the rust ball of tricks. Got lucky on two giant goats and a lion, at which point Talek and 
the animals started duking it out in the swamp while Shadow was hiding inside of the cart, hoping that he could slow the werewolf down. Much, much better plan, honestly. I mean, compared to the first time where we were just like, well, throw him yeah. in the cart. Yeah. It was very strategic. Did you even tie him down in the cart, or was it just like in the cart, hoping the cart would I hold? was just in the cart. I, and I just lost it out. Note, note, the same cart that y'all had already, like, ripped the door off of at one point, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, In non-werewolf form. This is true. Yeah. So, um, after a lot of back and forth and knocking the werewolf version of Talik down, but not out, multiple times, because he kept standing back up like a dumb motherfucker, eventually Shadow gets a, a decent hit on him with an Eldritch Blast and sprints into the swamp, at which point Shadow shoved a silver dagger into Talik's chest. And it stopped him from reviving continuously. Shadow lugged his friend's body back to the cart, tossed it in there, left the silver dagger in place, in which the DM favorably ruled that the silver dagger would be enough to keep him down. And then Shadow yanked the dagger out as the sun was coming up and Talik started to change back into his beautiful green self. A little bit greener than before. A little bit greener than before. uh, He's getting more influence from his heritage. As y'all leveled up to level seven. Exactly. Yeah, I've got like some kind of scaly skin appearing on my hands and wrists and like feet and ankles and stuff. Almost looks like green scales. So in an effort to confirm that Body Knock is okay, hoping to find out maybe possibly a little bit more at the Guild Hall and to potentially secure additional assistance to deal with the magic space well demon shark. creature shark. Squid that's in the uh, Underdark. Talik and Shadow set up camp outside of Billy Talk to kind of gather themselves and, and heal up and rest up and are uh, coming into Billy Talk around 11pm uh, on the 23rd of Harvest. Alright. Alright. All right, so Shadow and Talik arrive at the guild hall. Okay. Assuming we didn't get ambushed. Um, so <laughs> you did? Let me roll it real quick. Um, oh, God. It is three ancient black dragons. So I need you to roll initiative. <sighs> okay. I think I got my n- well, next character ready. <laughs> let me get my shotgun out. <laughs> oh, no, no. Y'all make it unharmed and unscathed to the guild hall. Save, you know, all the other shit you've been through. Hmm. Poor Talik. Cursed sword, cursed body, cursed everything. So you guys walk in the front door, and one thing we haven't described much that I I should have been describing a little bit more as y'all come in and out of the guild hall is there's several tables set around in the entrance of the guild hall, and from time to time y'all will see other guild members in here talking with people who are giving bounties and, you know, getting more information about the quests and that sort of thing and just generally strategizing and planning and stuff. You know, not in the meat hall, in this kind of entry area. And when you all walk in, um, you actually see Bushi sitting at a table with a another humanoid. And Joey, why don't you tell us what this other humanoid looks like? Yeah, so... Uh, you see a humanoid with rabbit ears, a rabbit face, and 
uh, not rabbit eyes. Kind of un- unsettling <laughs> when you get a first glance. <laughs> You're looking at a Herringon. Uh, this Herringon's name is Elirlock. And he's wearing sort of a, a, a cloak that goes about to the middle of his, what you would say his knees are, or his shins, various pockets and everything. And he's wearing a real significant feature. He's wearing a red scarf, covers most of his upper body, uh, up to even up to around around his mouth. He's, he's got red fur uh, all the way around. He's got some piercings on his ears as well. Two on the top and two on the bottom of each ear. And he's got some bands around his left wrist. And yeah, that's uh, that's a Leerlock. What what color fur does he have? Uh, it's more of like a red, a blood blood red, like a muddy red, Ooh, like a rusty red. Yeah. All right, all right. Has Talik ever seen a herring gone? Go ahead and make me a history roll, and let's okay. let's see if it's because uh, they're they're fairly rare. 10. <laughs> 10? Yeah, you, you you have not. Um, Shadow has seen Herringons before. Uh, in fact, with the role that good, Shadow, and your knowledge of the general area, you know that uh, in between the Clarion Mountains and the Copperstone Mountains in the valley there, there is a small community where some Herringons live nestled okay. in there. Awesome. As you guys walk in, you see Bushi and this herringon sitting at a table together and they've kind of got a, a, a bit of a sovereign tone to him and you see bushy you know kind of quietly talking and he looks up and sees you guys come in and he says oh fellas glad you made it uh your your timing's quite timely hey Bushy. Oh. yeah what's going on he says uh come, come on over here I, i'd like to introduce you to somebody bushy i i i really appreciate it shadow just kind of side eyes the herring on for a second he's like but we've lost body knock oh you don't say did he come by here oh lost as in like you don't know where he is he wasn't uh killed on the battlefield then not with us at least he left the battlefield best we can tell and when we came out of the caves his war massive was gone and there was a note what did the notes say? Well, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> it was written in classic body knock uh, tone. Mm, some thieves can't, as it were. Yeah, I mean, I deciphered it as best I could, but I just thought maybe he stopped by here for supplies before he went to wherever he was headed. Ah, uh, no, I haven't seen him. Okay, fair enough. Well, hopefully the little guy is okay and we'll see him again soon well it's uh interesting you should mention seems that uh fate might be more instrumental today than i even realized it were oh yes you were about to introduce us yes uh this here is uh Illyrlock. Illyrlock, this is the clarion shadow and uh talik grug shadow's just still looking at him Talek walks up to him, and I am reaching out towards his ear. <laughs> I've never seen a Herringon before. I very swiftly kind of bat his hand away. Oh, whoa. 
fighter, eh? I like it. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, Leerlock here. He's, uh, he hasn't had the the best uh, best day, if you will. Easy there, Talak. That motherfucker's a lot faster than you think he is. Hmm. He says, "You see, as it were, uh, Leerlock is down not just one party member, but his entire party." I'm very sorry to hear that, noble sir. It's uh, quite the unfortunate adventure. Hmm. Well, we like a good war story. Talek, the man is in mourning. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Bougie says, yeah, agreed. Perhaps now is not the best time. However, uh, I do believe that it would be uh, good if Leerlock got back out there and was able to uh, party up with a new group and seeing as y'all are down a man what say you okay well maybe Talek's right what did happen to your party hmm. well I'd much rather not discuss it at this time well did you fucking kill him bloody of course not can I roll an insight check on that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what is your... <laughs> I got a two. <laughs> roll a deception check for me, Alirlock. Or Hey, Shadow, there's no fucking way this guy yeah, killed anybody. I'm telling you. He's telling the truth. So a deception check? <laughs> yeah. With that two. Oh, Joey rolling rocks. 19 plus 20 total. Okay, well, either way... Uh... You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You, but you definitely get the sense that he's telling the truth. Okay. Bushi says, "Now let's uh, let's not be getting hasty. There'll be plenty of time to swap stories." Agreed. I here can vouch for Alirlock. He is, in fact, a man of the cloth. I trust his word as much as I trust him with my own life. Well, if Bushi trusts you, then I trust you, and I put out a. A hand. Reluctantly, I reach out and shake. Well, I haven't heard yet a leer lock. Is it a leer lock or ear lock? A leer lock. Ah, okay, ears. I haven't heard yet. Do you need help and do you want to join us? It could benefit both ways. What do you know about the Underdark? Underdark. Why don't you go ahead and uh, make me a history roll for that, Joey? So, so many rolls. I love it. I know. I love rolls in non-combat scenarios. It's fun. Yeah. You said history? Yes, sir. Ten. Um, so you've definitely heard of the Underdark. Uh, you know that it's a place that's basically an entire another world underneath the surface where all manner of beasts and aberrations and twisted humanoid societies live it's not a friendly place but beyond the standard you know given knowledge of the world you don't know much else oh what can you do i don't see a sword i don't i mean what do you do you fight he's a man of the cloth talek what kind of weapons does alirlock have does he have a, a weapon on him alirlock has a maze I've, I've, I've gotten into the scrapper too. Hmm. I have one more question for you, ears. All right. 
Have you ever worked for a druid with a glowing ball? I can't say. Well, you're gonna have to. <laughs> um, can you provide extra details? He's a fucker. Well, he was a fucker. He's dead now. He goes by the druid. Doesn't ring any bells to you? I must admit that's fairly generic. <laughs> Uh, I, I've, I have heard rumors and mutterings here and there. I have not worked for said druid. Um, why do you ask? Well, good enough for me. Bushy, I'm sure Talik here is going to drink you under the table tonight. I need to get some rest. We're head out first thing in the morning. We got a space whale monster shark demon to fight. Ah, oh, sounds like you got some leads then. Good to hear. Are the are the Cree talks all right? Is uh is gold holding up okay? I grab Bushi by the shoulder and I'm like, let me tell you about the Cree talks in the Mead Hall. <laughs> he says, ah, read my mind. As we're walking, like as we like walk away from the other guys, I'm like, Bushi, have you ever taken any kind of magical mushrooms? I'm just like <laughs> muttering about <laughs> <laughs> the freaking random psychedelics you found in a cave. Yeah, and ate. Come on, ears. There's somebody that might be in the hall that I want you to meet. All right, let's go. So everybody heads to the meet hall. Do, 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 do. That's my uh, meet hall segue music. Heck yeah. You're welcome. Copyright free, Taylor. <laughs> I can't remember the bird man's name, but he's here. Uh, Is he here? The Kinku? Tano Chai Lee? Yeah, Tano Chai Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah, he is here. Yeah, everybody. Let me check and see who's here. Yeah, everybody who's pictured is here. So the the bards are down playing. You've got Roy Sampion and his uh, little construct buddies, and then you've got uh, Gemma and Jerome. Oh yeah, I make a beeline for Jerome. I remember him. He's he my says, little, ah! little gnome wizard buddy. So he's got a, a glass of wine in his hand, and he's like, ah, he kind of toasts to you and sips the last little bit of his wine down out of his glass. How are ya? Hey, buddy. As you guys walk in, Jimma will actually turn to a Learlock as he walks in and take a, a step towards him and kind of like take his hand gently in hers, and she's like this really big lady, but she is really gentle, and she's just like, I heard about your party. I'm very sorry. Understand that we're all here for you if you need anything. Much appreciated. And uh, she just kind of lets go and sits back down. Back to her normal kind of shy self. Shadow walks up to Chile. He's like, Chile! And Shadow gets that occasional wicked slash mischievous smile that he sometimes gets. He says... Care for a game of darts? I have a new friend here. He uh, lifts up it, an eyebrow into the best kind of wink that a big beady kinku eyebrow can do, and just goes. Read my mind. Alirlock. <laughs> what? Play darts with Chai Lee. Fine. Chile just like reaches behind him and fans out six darts in his big feathery paw and 
puts three of them out on his hand towards you. Grab them. And then uh, the GM immediately retcons that because he fans out eight and gives you four because that's how the game is played. <laughs> according to the rules that I have here. I'm I'm hanging with Jerome over here. I got my uh, got a couple pints already from the bar. But when I see our new friend go over to the dark game, I kind of kind of switch seats with Jerome and just I have an eye over there. I just want to kind of see what he's made of. Okay, so let's uh, let's rehash a little bit on the rules. Each contestant gets four darts. You can attempt different targets, and they have different ACs depending on what you go for. So there's a large target that's AC5. There's a smaller target that's AC10. There's a really small one that's AC15. And then there's a really small one that someone will go and swing like a pendulum, and that one's AC20. Depending on which one you hit, you get different points. It's kind of multiplicative as the points go up. So hitting the higher ACs gives you a lot more points than hitting the lower ACs. After four darts, you add up all the points and see who has the most points. So Shadow swings and moving target and says, All right, Chile, bet you can't hit this one like I did. Chile says, How much? <laughs> oh, you want to put actual money on it. All right, fair enough. Yeah, he pulls out five gold. Five gold? Sure. All right. He slaps it on the table. Jalau takes it and puts it all into a little cup and kind of moves around to the side. He's like, oh, things are getting interesting here. Chile's going to take the first shot here. He's going for the big target. Oh, he rolled well, but not well enough. So he got an 18. So it just, it like hits the target but since it's moving it doesn't get purchased and like knocks off and hits into the wall you got him on the ropes now here's show him what's up um i'll go for the big target as well the the moving target yeah okay 13 Ooh. all right so you just tinks off the wall behind it Chile hands you the, the money from the last one, kind of waves you off, and uh, he's going for the, the hard target this time, AC-15. Ooh, 10. He's, he's, he's looking flustered. He kind of, like, ruffles his feathers back down. He's like, It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Hit the hard target, or go for the hard target as well. Okay. Boy, that's an absurd. What'd you get? Five. Oh no! So that's that's a miss if you're going for the AC 15. So yep. two darts down and nobody scored. <laughs> so Chile's not not feeling super uh, great about this, but he he doesn't want to step all the way down to the medium target. So he's he's gonna go for the hard target one more time. Points to the hard target, takes a deep breath. Oh, yeah, that's 17 on the die. So he... Right in the middle of the hard target. He kind of strains his back and goes... After you! Oh, now you're showing off. Hmm. Game's rigged. <laughs> so Chai Lee has 10 points. I mean, we have to go for the hard target at this point. Yeah. Four... 
Oh, 14, so are you serious? Oh, brutal. Brutal. So, Chilee uh, steps up. He says, Time for bag. And uh, he's going to go for the medium target to just uh, <laughs> get himself those extra five points and put you on the ropes. Oh, I'm glad I went for the medium target. 14, but I went for the medium, which is AC 10. So he gets five more points. So he's got 15 points with his four darts. You've got to get you got to do the moving target. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth 20 if he hits it. Yeah. Going for the big, the big, big boy. All right, here it is. Boy. 20. 20 is it? It's yes. 20. Oh, wait. No, no. Sorry. Trick of the light. 18. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, no. She was a 13 on the die, not a 15. Yeah. It landed in the bullseye uh, and fell out. Oh, that's tragic. <laughs> Oh, so you sticks into the moving target, but then flips around and hits the wall and knocks out and falls down to the ground. Oh, just my luck. Shadow is pleased with with the display and and claps ears on the back. And goes, well, at least you finally won one, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie just smirks and like, ah, if you're ready to go, <laughs> offers you some darts. I walk up to the Learlock and I'm like, hey, don't worry about it, buddy. We don't throw darts at the bad guys. That's comforting to know, I guess. <laughs> Is Shadow throwing darts or are we going or are we going to our if you, long wanna, rest? if you wanna roll darts you can, or we can just hand wave and say the job play some darts. It's up to you. Do you wanna roll some darts? Let's roll it up. He'll let you go first this time. While Shadow plays darts, I want to talk to Jerome, this little tiny gnome guy. Little crazy gnome? Yeah, I just want to kind of lean over to him and be like, so where where are you from, Jerome? What's your story? Oh, I go way back. You know, when I was a wee lad, I lived all the way down in Volnamesto. But that's not where my family's from, I assume you're asking. Yeah, where's your family from? Oh, my heritage traces back to the great ancestors of yore. You, uh, you, you know magic, right? Oh, yeah, indeed, indeed. I want to take off my ring, my green gem ring that I got okay. from my late mother and um, hold it out in front. I don't want to actually hand it to him. I just got it kind of between my finger and thumb and I hold it up to him and I go, have you ever seen a ring like this? in all of your your time around here let me see here and he pulls out a uh a little like key and looks through the ring of the key at it like you would with like a loop <laughs> inspection loop yeah and kind of moves it back and forth a little bit says hmm, strong magical aura let me see he kind of holds his hands around it he speaks some magic words and you you might recognize it, but uh, Shadow would definitely recognize it with as much as he's casted. He cast Detect Magic on it and holds it there for a little while. Hmm, strong protection magic here. Strong, strong protection magic. It gives an essence of hmm, aliveness, a, a spirit, if you will. Hmm, strong energy, firm, vengeful, angry. Ah. This, this is Yoda. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit Yoda-y. 
Oh, Shadow's man. over there flipping his dart up and down, totally distracted from whatever Chile's squawking about, listening to Jerome off over across the room. Yeah, Chile's trying to tell you about how uh, they, they had a tournament while you were gone and he won the whole thing. And and so Shadow just mindlessly throws it at the moving target <laughs> and gets a 23. Oh! <laughs> Chile just stops talking abruptly. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> just kind of steps into position to throw. Learlock is just minding his own business at his table, quiet, uh, pondering over recent events. Had a, had a bit of a, a rough go at it. Protection magic, you say? Yes, yes, protection. I have heard a, a voice. Um, it sounds kind of like my mother, but I, I thought that I was just losing it. Do you think that that could be related? Mm, mother's love. Strong thing. Strong thing it is. Hard to say for sure. Let me see. And he kind of goes to touch it, and he... Right before he touches it, he stops. He says, Best not to, to ponder too much on these things. Strange magics from your... Not always uh, the the most friendly of things. Hmm. Okay. I just take the ring and slip it back on my finger, and I kind of am just pensively kind of looking down into my pint glass. Shadow relaxes. Well, you can't relax. T- oh no, he misses. He got a nineteen, <laughs> so he misses the the fancy target and just like mutters under his breath. <laughs> and you hear the dart clink against the stone. Well, good shot, Chile. Shadow aims <laughs> aims at the the hard target. I think it's a sixteen. Oh my gosh, you lucky bastard! <laughs> so what do you say? At twenty thirty? Thirty. Chile's like, Arr. he picks up a dart and he goes to throw it at the moving target. Ooh, twenty exactly. Oh, good shot. Good shot. And kind of waggles his two uh, remain darts at you. Shadow throws it at the hard target again. 16. Oh my gosh. And he rolls a two. <laughs> uh, oh no. One, you got one dart left. Shadow uh, cast comprehend languages. Yeah, so the way that Kinkus work is it's not that they speak their own language they actually don't have a language at all the only thing that they can do is they can copy and imitate any sound or word so to form their thoughts he imitates other sounds that he's heard okay so casting that wouldn't really help much yeah it wouldn't really yeah it's not another language per se and you're getting the literal meaning of what he's trying to say right so Shadow's got his final dart, and he looks at he looks at Chai Lee, and he looks back, and he throws it at the moving target. Ooh, ballsy! Oh, 17. Uh, oh, well, you can't hit them all. Charlie says, mm, "Maybe you can't," and he's going to go for the moving target. Oh, and he misses bad as a five on the die. Oh man, Charlie! Maybe next time, tell him to wait and have tournament when I'm here. He just waves his uh, hand at you and goes to sit back down. 
Shadow grabs him a beer and, and brings it to him. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to walk over to the bar for another pint. Do I see... Help remind me his name, the orc guy. Um, you do not see them here. What um, was his name? My my, the guy that w- was part of the raiding party that killed my village. Mog Broguk. Broguk, that's right. I, I don't see Broguk. Oh, you do not see the Broguks or okay. um the the dwarf or okay that uh, party the whole party. Out. Yeah, okay. yeah, that party must be out somewhere. All right. My uh my vibe is strange after my talk with um, Jerome, so I'm gonna get two pints and go up to my room and pat Bushy on the back without saying anything. Bushy like starts to open his mouth and then thinks better of it and just lets you walk off. Shadow bids Alir Lock good night and says, "We leave at six a.m. I'll be there." So we'll fast forward to um, the next morning. Okay, so Shadow is up quite early sitting on the cart. On the top of the cart. On the top of the cart. (laughs) Okay. What about Talek and Alirlock? Alirlock is making his way out front, kind of looking around. I'll sit in the passenger side of the cart up front. And I'm still just kind of like, I'm not talking much still. Not your general boisterous self. Right. Shadow sees a Learlock come out of the guild and hops down in the driver's seat and says, come on, ears, you ready to go fight a demon? Oh, never, never been more excited. <laughs> <laughs> I just whisk, lean over to Shadow and I'm like, you think that shark is a demon? I don't know what the fuck it is. It's big. Oh, it is big. You should have seen the damn thing. Yeah, you, you should yeah, try some of these mushrooms when we get back to the cave. I'm not eating any of those damn mushrooms. Ears, you don't eat any mushrooms either. Mm, he ain't gonna eat those mushrooms. He's a religious fella. He might eat them. He's a... And never mind. What's wrong with what's wrong with the mushrooms? Oh, n- nothing. They're wonderful. That's how I saw the shark. These little wait, you, you'll see it. These fish head guys, and they they were cultivating these mushrooms. Well, hell, I reached down and grabbed one, and uh, ooh, that was quite the experience. Sounds like I'll have to try one. <laughs> Shadow has Starlight tied up to the back of the cart. Okay, to follow you guys. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to bring your mud horse revenge? I'll do the same. I'd rather be on top of the cart. Hey, ears. Do you have any uh, health potions? I've got something up my sleeve. Well, I don't know what the fuck that means, Talik, but let's go. To the Underdark! <laughs> okay. Wait, this guy's weird. <laughs> so you guys are headed back to the caves so y'all just want to go straight to gold and ask for the key back are y'all going to set up 
Tipple and Barnaby as watch again, or? Yeah, I think we kind of go back to gold, tell him, hey, sorry, we had an emergency. We lost one of our party members, and let's try <laughs> this again. Introduce your new party member. Yep. So, y'all go talk with them, introduce everybody, get the gate back, and uh, head back over to the key. You do the thing, put it in, twist it, it mechanisms, opens, and everything. Y'all walk through. So, yeah, you guys walk up to the lake, and uh, it seems very still. You're looking around, looking at the roof and stuff. Uh, no imminent sign of the cave, any cave fishers lurking. Yeah, I look rooms. over at our new uh, party member, and I'm like, "Hey, buddy, th this is where these spiders were that we were telling you about on the the ride over. Just just watch your stuff." And I want to tell you right now, Mister Alir Locke, we got your back. We expect you to have ours. Oh, I'll have your back, all right. You don't have to worry about. All right, that's what I like to hear. That, that didn't sound like a threat at all. Oh, I'll have your back, all right. A little ominous. Here's a question for a, a, a game question. Does a Leerlock have dark vision? That is a great question. And the answer to that question is no. Oh, okay. interesting. So okay. it is pitch dark in here. So y'all are going to have to figure out a way for him to see. Otherwise, he's going to be moving at uh, half speed and, you know, not be able to see anything beyond five feet so, in front of him. I imagine we walk in and we don't light our torches and he's just like, uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, I'm kind of excited. I, th I think it's totally appropriate that we all we all light torches. I mean... Is, yeah, I mean, if you're going to have one not to, Yeah. I whisper back to Alir Lock. I'm like, we got to find you some of these goggles our other buddy used to have. Yeah, that, <laughs> would, that, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> they might not fit over your ears. <laughs> we'll yeah, it was like a whole, like, cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, What's the range on a torch? Just so I know what you guys are dealing with. Oh lord, I have no idea. Does it say? I, I don't think it's very far. Twenty foot radius. Twenty foot radius. And dim light for an additional twenty feet. Okay, so so dim light means that things would be, they'd have, I think a plus five on their stealth checks, or you are, you know, equivalently, you'd have a minus five on your perception checks to things in that next twenty feet. So really, only see out twenty feet. So what is that? That's something like that shadow is like what the hell am i doing and puts his torch out and puts it away and pops the drift globe out speaks a command word and a 60 foot sphere of visibility appears oh wow yeah that's much better oh nice good idea i forgot about that thing i put my torch out so, so 60 feet i mean that's what y'all could see anyways with your dark vision yeah Okay, so y'all have like this awesome little floating daylight sphere. It floats, right? You don't have yeah, to hold it. It floats five feet off the ground, and I—I I mean, I can just 
happen have it long in front stay of with me. you, right? Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Oh, you could even have it go in front of you a little ways. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's so like it's a transparent color. globe of light. Well, it's a solid um, object, right? But then you activate it and it floats and shines. Like a crystal ball, kind of. A oh, small sphere of thick glass weighs one pound. If you are within 60 feet of it, you can speak its command word and cause it to emanate the light or daylight spell. Once used, the daylight effect can't be used again until the next dawn. You can speak another command word as an action to make the illuminated globe rise into the air and float no more than five feet off the ground. The globe hovers in this way until you or another creature grasps it. If you move more than 60 feet from the hovering globe, it follows you until it is within 60 feet of you. It takes the shortest route to do so. If prevented from moving, the globe sinks gently to the ground and becomes inactive and its light wings out. Okay. Now that we got all that worked out, right on the edge of the range, Illyrlock, as y'all are walking away from this water, you kind of hear something twitch and you look up and right on the edge you see this kind of spidery with like claws coming out of the front of it up on the oh. roof way off oh, at, at the very edge just one of them um but yeah so you see him just he's like barely hiding behind a rock hey, like peeking um, out looking at you guys there are some unsavory looking individuals creatures uh what's it look like does it look like a spider i hope i don't think so I, I mean, you could say it looks like a spider. Mm, shit. When he points it out to you guys, you guys can see it. But as y'all look up at it, it scurries away behind the... Let's go uh, this way. Behind a rock and goes fully. Let's just keep you. moving. I don't I know that I want to look at it. For you, Joey, I'm going so you to. Suffer. I mean, enjoy it. Mother of God. Yeah, fuck that thing in particular. So you guys uh, leave the lake area and you walk back in to the mushroom room that you guys had been in before. And you see those fish guys wandering around in here still. And if you're not mistaken, there seem to be a few more of them in here than there were before. Hey, Alirlock, these are the mushrooms. Try one. At your own risk. Given that we're far on the ground, and this is an unusual place, I will grab a singular mushroom and put it in my back. Hmm. I see. I see. Saving it for later, huh? Okay. All right. <laughs> it's a all little, right. little. I like your style. Stack for later. I grab, I grab two and put them in my little pouch. Shadow <laughs> just shakes his head. <laughs> I wonder what these are like after a few pints. I put them in my bag. So, the, in this room, there is a passageway leading off further south, and then uh, a passageway leading off to the west. And y'all came in through an east entrance. And, yeah, we'll mm. pick up there next time. Yeah, that was fun. That was good. Love the accent, by the way, Joey. Yeah, it sounds great. It's definitely a work in progress. It's really hard to keep it. It's that's a hard one. It sounds yeah. like a workout. It's like it sounds like a, a I want tongue to workout. Like, do other things and mix it in there, and I'm not trying to do that, but that's what's happening. So, 
That's all right. We'll it'll, uh, it'll, it'll, you'll get better at it too. Oh yeah. How many voices do y'all think Bushi's had? All I of think them. Bushi's been pretty consistent. Like nine, Each ten. Voice. Bushi's like no, the staple. He's like the main oh, character. Man, no. he's... he's Alfred. He definitely, yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> He definitely he's, gets the most. He's Alfred. He's like the Alfred to your Batman. Aww. Oh, for sure. Yeah, there was a at one point. Uh, the Baron probably had more. Oh yeah, yeah. We had a bunch of stuff with the Baron, but it's been a while since y'all worked with the Baron. All right. Cool. All right. Night, Taylor. Good night, Taylor. All right. Good night, guys. Good night. Hope you get feeling better. I'll be better. To be continued on the next episode of Dungeons and Dragons and Dummies. Find out what happens to our party next week.